Hi, Haunties. It's Allie here. If you're listening to this announcement before July 31st of 2023, then that means that you have the opportunity to help us win a People's Choice Podcast Award. We received the news on July 1st that we had been nominated. Winners are directly determined by listeners, aka you, via your voting in the month of July. And although we've been nominated in years past for one of these awards, we've never actually won before. And we really hope to make this our first year ever winning a People's Choice Podcast Award. So if you're interested in helping us achieve that goal, you can head over to podcastawards.com. The loading page will show a blue box that says nominations voting now open click here to vote you will click on that box and you will sign up to nominate us the web page will ask for your first name last name email password and biggest podcast influencer once you sign up you can vote for us in the categories of people's choice best female hosted best comedy entertainment and society and culture Once you finish voting, just make sure you go to your email address where you will verify that you are a real person. After that, your duty as a haunty is done, and we are eternally grateful to anyone who takes the time out of their schedule to vote for us. We've had an incredible 2023 so far, thanks to the haunties, and we would just love to add one more trophy to the shelf for 2023. Thank you all so, so much, and we hope you enjoy the episode. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Not Nat. And Allie, you guys, if you're listening to this, congratulations. Welcome to episode 151 of Let's Get Haunted. And, you know, the mystery voice that you heard on the other end is correct. Nat is not with me today, but I do have the wonderful, effervescent, amazing, talented, beautiful, uh, intelligent. uh, What other accolades can I give you? Mimi Torres. Oh, thanks for having me. Mimi, we are so excited to have you on the show. I've been wanting to have you on this season for so long you were previously on an episode i believe season one or two yes way back in the day right yes yes yeah solder you know that might have been season one i think it was it was um it was pre the bad times yeah yeah pre-covid yeah pre-disaster 2019 december 2019 yes so it would have been season one and you were on with lauren holmes the very lovely lauren holmes as well and we had a fantastic time and i've been wanting to bring you back for forever and it just hasn't worked out because I know you're super, super fucking busy. Nat and I are kind of a disaster. So when she was living here, we would be recording sometimes at like midnight. And there's no way you can ask someone to be on your podcast midnight on a Wednesday. So now that we're kind of getting a little more organized and, and graduating from baby podcast to like middle podcast, I'm just so happy that it worked out and you were available. Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to just be hanging out with you. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Missing Nat, though, of course. I have, of course. It's been so long since I've been in the same room as Nat. I know. Yeah, it's honestly, dude, it's been harder than I thought it would be because during yeah. the pandemic, it's not like I was seeing a lot of people anyway. Mm-hmm. So if people moved away, 
you know, you still Zoom with them and still like make an effort. But now like she has a kid. She's in a totally different time zone. I feel like it's way harder than I thought it would be. And so sometimes I'm just in here by myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I miss having someone in person. You don't even realize. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate to that a little bit. Am I allowed to say? Yes. I just can't promote any work that I'm doing. Got it. Okay. So for those who don't know, Mimi is a very prolific voice actor and she has um, done voices for really popular animes and different video game characters. And you can probably guess that just by listening to her voice. I feel like you have a very like buttery, smooth voice. Um, But yeah, I think you can probably relate a little bit to work kind of shifting to this weird online thing. I know like a lot of auditions have been online and and it was sort of like a big shift in the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's definitely shifted to mostly like at home self tapes, but I do mostly voiceover. So um, I've always had like a booth in any place that I've lived in. So Mm. like I'm a spoiled brat and my dad, you know, works as a contractor. And so whenever I move, I'm like, dad, can you come help me? And we'd always like take one of the closets and turn it into a voiceover booth. So I've been talking to myself in a booth for, you know, since I moved to LA, but um, it's definitely like now you're having to like work out of your house and like engineer yourself while you're, it's, it's been a little crazy, so I get it. Yeah, you know. So while you're recording, you're like, you have to watch all of the your audio and... levels. Oh my god, mm-hmm. we've given up on that. To be totally <laughs> honest with you, like we just hit record now. At the beginning, we really like stressed about it, but now we just pray to the gods, pray to Gaia yeah. that hopefully Only it all a turns out. Peaks and a couple of popping peas. And yeah. All that. yeah, Mimi, do you want to describe to our audience what you think of The Office? Because this is only because yes. of the patrons. The patrons really banded together to support Let's Get Haunted. And so everything you're seeing is because of them. It's amazing. And thank you for supporting two of my favorite people in the world because like it makes me feel good to know how loved like people that I loved are. But they have done such a great job and spent, you know, the funding that you've been able to give them so well. It feels like I'm in, like, a little, like, cottage core, like, cozy corner, like, slightly, like, um, like, dark academia, too. Like, it's, like, yeah. I love it. The vibe is, like, perfect. Oh, I feel really you. cozy and comfy, and I'm, like, it's great. So thanks for supporting them because yes. they deserve it. And tell more people to support them because – That'd be cool, too. If you are interested in that, you can subscribe to patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted. We have two tiers available for subscription purchase. Tier one is a certified haunty, and that is $5 a month. Tier two is a catfish king, and that is $10 a month. And this will be airing on tier two. And I also have other exciting content coming to the Patreon this month. Just very quickly, Nat and I did, Mimi, you might not know this, Nat and I did an LA meetup last month with haunties and it was super fun we had a really great turnout um we're always very shocked when people actually show up places and we filmed part of it so nat is working on that edit and it will be available on tier two of the patreon in july and then i have been recording little baking videos for the patreon and i have like a little five minute baking video coming later this month as well we already released our video component for listener stories number 21 if you missed that you gotta head over to the patreon and that is available for both tier one and tier two hey haunties it's ali here coming to you live and in color from the future and you know what time of the show it is it's time for me to butcher your names reading off the donors for this month the people who make it all possible. And so without further ado, we would love to give a great big fat fucking warm shout out to Robin Nicole B, 
Lily C, Freddie F, Lauren B, Anthony R, Abby S, Cassie L, Giovanni P, McKenna P, Tabby J, Haley L, Hallye L, Alaya Ayala, Ayala, Coraline, Lindsay L, Dan M, Rachel V, Ed W, Katie S, Kelsey A, Melissa G, Angelo E, Emily B, Kat L, Doralee N, Joshua K, Hunter S, Alessa M, V, Ember B Haunted, Jenny C, Sage Faye, Christopher O, Sierra, Ariel M, Ariel M, Chase, Mark and Missy, Delilah F, Erica M, Chelsea O, Brooke W, Bree Bingo H, Jordan B, Tara Lee, Dana C, Sarah L, Karina C, Thaddeus G, Sydney S, Alyssa S, Tajakester, Lauren I, Shane, Mary A, Rory L, Chinua, Ileana R N, Jesse W, Halen O, The Poo Poo Flinga, Hexylvania Snow, Simpon 98, Ashley R, Jenny B, Olivia M, Ashley W, Jasmine C, Abigail A, Tyler B, Michael R, Samantha P, Edwina, Z Sweet, Brandon R, Jelly, Jello R, Brenna M, Perry I, Perry L, Bella, Nicholas M, Elena B, Maddie V, Kevin and Mel H, Maria S, Chanel C, Justin M, Brett is in the bathtub, Jocelyn, Erica B, Charlie M, Shannon C, Lindsay S, Jessica W, Christina T, Erd Ferguson, Julissa D, Julissa D, Kylie M, Harvey A, Ivan L, Haley A, Kathleen O, Danny, Patricia M, Patricia M, Amanda, Jess M, Dorothy M, Brielle, Kinsley M, Padaka and Sonny, Miss Natty Cat, Ripley F, Zeke G, Amanda S, Emma D, Rebecca H, Lindsay M, Cetus, Taylor M, Anna S, Katrine R, Alex W, Madison M, Julia M, Alex P, I'm Mero Biba, Sabrina P, Amanda S, Mary Grace G, Rake, Nicole S, Hannah M, Brian G, Corky M, Pete, Deja, Rebecca S, Y2 in LA, Mike S, Maria O, Brandy B, Samantha C, Lauren B, Fresh Zombie, Spencer S, Samantha D, Victoria, Pedrito El Maldito, Alex W, Laura C, Lily Bell C, Fred H, Ashley D, Madeline B, Rayleigh R, Danielle S, Macy D, Jenny Squiddy, Ilea J, Ilya J, Sarah J, Jamie F, Kathleen M, Sapphire, Grandma Painter, Mikey BDX7, Omar Martinez, Cynthia V, Lexi L, Kayla P, Brianna, Brianna, Marques C, Marches C, Peter Barker, aka Camry, Brianna C, Brianna C, Robin V, Kayla M, Taryn K, Ariel R, Ariel R, Anna R, Meg T, James H, Rachel M, Molly, Phoenix Crippen, Lily, Courtney, 
Deech, Jess B, Cheesy, Grace K, Lisa Bone, Jennifer M, Red Moon, Silver Snaffles, Caroline L, Carolyn L, and Elizabeth P. Thank you all so, so much. And if you would like to hear your name shouted out on a future Let's Get Haunted episode, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted, where you can subscribe to either tier one or tier two to be shouted out in a future episode. Mimi, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to? I know um, there's stuff you can't talk yeah, about. a lot of stuff that I can't talk about because SAG-AFTRA um, recently went on strike along with the WGA. We are fighting to keep AI from taking our our jobs. Uh, we're fighting for residuals from, you know, the streaming networks because we don't get those. And we're fighting just to... Uh, survive and pay our rent because 87% of us can't we, we don't make the even the minimum just to get health care and so wow. um, we're on strike right now so I can't talk about any of the projects that I have um, happening but um, I hope that people will look more into this and you know share posts from actors who are talking about it and um you can even donate there's like an entertainment fund to help people that are struggling in the community right now but amazing yeah uh, and you can go out and pick it too like if you want to you know go and 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 make a sign and pick it and be out there and you know let, and support yeah, show support. support i mean who among us does not partake in entertainment it's everybody yeah. we all watch netflix we all watch hulu we all go to the movies mm-hmm. so if you do that and you benefit from the hard work mm-hmm. of our actors actresses writers producers the grip yeah. everyone behind the scenes um i definitely encourage people to check it out and figure out what's going on i read something very horrific um and that one of the points right now that people are picketing about is some networks or or organizations producers i don't know who it is um had said we would like to do a 3d scan of background background actors actors, pay you a one-time fee of like 100 dollars, 200 dollars, something very minimal and then now in perpetuity we own your likeness and can put you in the backgrounds uh ai cgi you into the background of any show we want and that to me is horrifying because as as a human being We should be able to pick and choose stuff that we want to be in and the stuff that we don't want to be in. And I'm just imagining, like, what if my likeness were sold to someone that was producing some sort of propaganda film? And then now all of a sudden I'm in the background and I have to do damage control about that. That's, I mean, totally separate issue from the fact that people need to be paid for everything Mm -hmm. that they're in. But that's horrific to me. Like, what a dystopian society where I might be in the background of of a political campaign or something and not even know it. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so manipulative. You know, people move to a city where they can pursue this career and, you know, so much hard work and money is put into it. And just to have, just to have it, like, I mean, background actors are important. Yeah. They are so important. Absolutely. Like, if you watch a restaurant scene and there's nobody in the background, like, it just doesn't That's weird. feel right. Yeah. Like, like, and pay people, pay people, pay people to be there. Like, just, just don't. It's just. It sucks. And, like, look, no one's asking to be making, you know, what these, you know, huge CEOs are are making. Like, we just want to pay our rent and we just want to survive. And I want to be able to go to the doctors. Like, you know. That, to me, has always been so interesting. The benefits aspect Mm -hmm. of... Uh, acting and or being in the entertainment industry in general because I work in the agricultural industry and it's always struck me we in the agricultural industry have more benefits and more protections than 
people than my friends in the entertainment industry. All of us, field workers included, we all have health care for ourselves and our dependents. We all have paid sick leave. We all have access to um, Family Medical Leave Act, which is a federal act in the United States. We have access to CFRA, which is the California Family Rights Act. We all go through multiple, you know, we have safety training objectives we have to meet every year. The agricultural industry is highly regulated as it should be. Mm -hmm. And it's always struck me as odd that my friends in the entertainment industry don't have health care, don't have paid sick leave, don't have paid vacation, you know, all of these different things that you think should be givens for how much money the entertainment industry makes. It's just always been so odd to me that you guys don't have those protections. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's scary. It makes it um, it makes it difficult to experience joy for too long. Like you book a job and it's like, oh my god, this is amazing! I can't wait. Yeah. And then you go and you work, and then the second you walk off the lot or you know out of a booth or whatever, you're going, oh my god, am I ever going to work again? Like, I. I like what if what if this is it? What if yeah. what if this is the last one? What if what if I I, I can't pay my rent in in two months? Or it, it's just something that a lot of actors live with. Like just because you're working doesn't mean that you're like actually surviving. And and it shouldn't be that way. These right. are these are people we all deserve to you know be paid a, a you know and 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 be able to survive. So yeah, so support. Like, if you can pick it, pick it. If you can donate, donate. If you can just share stuff, raise awareness, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I'll put some links in the show notes to this episode. And I will also put a link to Mimi's social media because, as she mentioned, it would not be right to be talking about or promoting any of the shows while she's on strike um, or the industry is on strike. So, uh, you know, check out the links and follow her. And when stuff gets resolved, then you'll be apprised because I do know... Um, that you have some really exciting stuff coming up. So everyone Possibly. just check it out <laughs> and and follow. You know what else I was excited to talk to you about? Because I know that you and I have bonded in the past yes. over our mutual interest, interest with yes. different true crime um, podcasts, stories. And mm-hmm. I saw this update. You probably know what I'm going to say. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so excited to talk to Mimi about this. The Gilgo Beach murders. Yes. Uh, finally... Yes. An arrest was made. Yeah, there were a number of uh, sex workers that were found murdered, and they were honestly dismissed. Their families were dismissed at first and um, were treated terribly because that's kind of the nature of what happens when somebody in the sex work trade you know, goes missing their life or goes mm-hmm. missing. And um, it's been, what, like 10? When I hear of, like, oh, unsolved serial killer cases, I think our minds naturally gravitate towards, like, 60s 70s um maybe even the 50s no this is in the 2000s yeah so i believe we don't really know like what date the first person went missing or versus the last person we Mm -hmm. don't know maybe this person never even stopped we don't know Mm -hmm. but i know that it's estimated that there are between 10 to 18 sex workers who went missing from about the year 2000 to Mm -hmm. 2010 And the reason why it's 10 to 18 is because we're not sure how many are attributed to this person. Maybe this uh, area that they were found in was just a dumping ground for Mm -hmm. multiple people. Yeah. And there it also wasn't just sex workers. There was, you know, a a toddler that was found. Yes. Yeah. uh, uh, yeah, There was a woman and her child. Yeah. 
So it's it's been speculated that maybe this woman and child are somehow related yeah. to the murderer. Um, a lot of people thought, you know, because he it's come out that he is married and has children. Maybe this is an affair he had. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the, one of the press conferences, but I was very interested in the way it was phrased because sex work, I never heard that once in the press conference. The man who was running the press conference just said all of the women were in the same profession. I did not listen to the press conference, and that is amazing. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was very refreshing. Yeah. He phrased it as same line of work, same profession, and are definitely related in some way. Uh, we don't know, you know, again, if it's all 18 or just 10. Um, some people have went missing around the same time under similar circumstances but have not yet been found. Mm -hmm. Some of the bodies were so decomposed that it's unclear, like, is this two people? Is this one person? And this dude, not that anything should surprise us, right? But this is, no. an, this is an architect. He was not hiding. No. He worked for a popular architectural firm. He's married. He has children. He goes to work every day. He works in, um, I believe it was Manhattan. So Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. yeah. This is what got me. I don't know if you saw this too, but they talked in the press conference about how recently he had put more money on his burner phone from the early 2000s. He'd never gotten rid of it. And was calling and taunting relatives of his victims. It's disgusting and totally but, wild, though. But I just hope that the families can take a breath, like, and finally feel validated. And and you know, I don't think closure is actually no. a thing, but I hope that they feel some validation and some um, satisfaction in, in the work that they've done trying to keep the case open and right you know that, so. that all their efforts weren't for nothing that yeah. there is going to be at least the beginning of a resolution hopefully yeah well i tell you what we're going to switch gears completely all right i'm gonna for, buckle in for this episode um but before we get to that is there anything else that you wanted to talk about in the intro because this is your time you're the guest oh my gosh any um, topics that have been on your mind there's only 107 days until halloween i just wanted to mention that are you serious so Wait, that means like 40 days until we can start decorating, like without feeling weird about it. Okay, so I, I went to Michael's the other day, Michael's Craft Store, and I was looking originally for some summery stuff, and then it, that's done. All of that is already done. And their clearance section had the summer stuff and it's cleared out, but they have started featuring like fall and Halloween and autumn decorations. And so if you walk into my house right now, it says like fall and it has a scarecrow and pumpkins because I'm already getting ready for spooky season. Oh my season. gosh, you're ahead of me. I love I, it. Yes. I love it. Yeah, I'm like just biting at the bit, like waiting, like, okay, when can I put my pumpkins out? When yes. can I switch out my front doormat? Do you already know what you're going to dress up as? I don't. I am the, I am the worst with costumes. I think I've been like a cat yeah. like a million times because I, I just I mean, can't panic. go wrong. I just, I'm like, I want to do something great. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't know. And then so I just put the cat ears on. So I don't. Do you know what you're going to be already? You do, huh? I have, have thoughts. I have thoughts. <laughs> um, I bought these really awesome fairy wings that are actually hanging um, on the other side of our oh, studio nice. right now. And I wore them to the Ren Fair. I went to the Ren Fair for the very first time ever this year. It was so much fun. And I was thinking, maybe I'll use those wings again around Halloween time. Yeah. But if I don't do that, I want to be Baba Yaga, the amazing Slavic enchantress. If you guys don't know what I'm talking Hell about, yeah. we covered it this season on the show. All you have to do is Google Baba Yaga 
Let's Get Haunted and you can listen to it. But I, I bought like a cool witch hat earlier in the year. So I'm thinking I, I could also do that. Yeah. So you're you're ruminating on right now to cat or not to cat? To cat or not to cat. The last time like I dressed up, dressed up was when we went out to the karaoke place. Oh my God. It's the it's the one where you, it's like a speakeasy. Yeah. Nat was Bambi. Yes. I was Selena. I think I was a bunny. Yes. Break room 86. Break room. I knew there was like a number and a. Yeah. It was the last time like I dressed up with like. like It's been a while. Into it. I do feel like though this now the Patreon is an excuse for Nat and I to dress up. So every listener story we do a different theme. And so last time we were like I was a fairy. Nat was an elf. The time before that. um, Oh my God. What We were old seamen like old sailors i had like a big beard and a and a little yeah, like stovepipe yeah. hat yeah oh it was amazing yeah I love it. so we're using that as an excuse for halloween at least once a month yeah you can try out your costumes mm-hmm. yeah see what, what hits yeah. yeah i like mm-hmm. it perfect like it. it yeah um do you have any personal hauntings that have happened to you lately i don't but i would l- i'm i'm asking for a personal haunting like um my cat died about a year ago, and, like, I'm waiting for her to come back and haunt me lovingly. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there that can, like, help conjure that up, like, send her back to me. Like, yeah, there's little things it. that I think have been, like, but, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm wanting some good little kitty haunting. So, so send them my way if you have any powers in that. We do have some um, people that practice witchcraft. Okay. So hopefully somebody can manifest a positive haunting yeah, for no Mimi in the form of a cat. Shit, no, okay. no, we don't want a zombie cat coming back. Mm-hmm. We just want, you know, the little, little cute yeah. cat spirit to come visit. Yeah. No, other than that, I think everything's been pretty cool. Except I sent you that one video. Like, there was, like, a really weird orb in my room, like, on my camera. It was kind of weird. I was like, it's probably just dust, but, like, I have to send it to Allie just in case, like, I go, like, missing. And, um... Should we... Let's... Do you mind if I... Go for it. Add it into this episode? Go for it. My room might be a mess, so... There was one time, this would have been in the before times, 2019, where I posted a mirror selfie to Twitter, not realizing that the background of my room looked like a bomb went off. There was just clothes everywhere. But I was thinking to myself, like, doesn't matter because I'm the focal point of the image. No, it... It mattered. <laughs> All the comments were like, <laughs> "We're like, I can't believe that you posted this." So I know, I know about the uh, yeah, I don't, struggle. I don't think it was too messy. But no, you know, okay, because I found it. We open upon Mimi's beautiful bedroom. There is a Roomba that is going back and forth across the floor. There are very cute sleeping pets, um, and then, yep, an orb just dancing around. All of the, you know, what was interesting about it? It's coming from the ground up. Yeah. Like a bubble, almost. Yeah. It looks like a bubble. Yeah. Do you have any ideas about what you think it was? I hope it was Indio. Yeah. I hope it was I Indio. Think so. I'm looking for. In- I'm looking for her in everything. So I like to think every little like orb or like butterfly or you know is is Indio. So I'm hoping it was Indio. Like I. So the only thing is, is like the the house that I live in now is a guest house, and when I moved in, the I definitely um, cleansed it. Mm. Uh, As one should. Yes, because there were two children that lived in that house with uh, parents. Like, I don't understand what the situation was. But, but it was not a good... So, you know how I, like, redid the whole thing. Yeah. So, I'm, like, you know, taking stuff off. And, like, um, I go to start working in the room that's now my bedroom. And I go to take out and switch out the door the doorknob. And I realized the lock was on the outside of the door. 
And I went, oh, no. no. Yes. So, like, I um, did, like, the sandalwood, like, you know, get get yeah, these vibes all the out. Windows. Like, I just want, I don't know what, like, I'm hoping it was just, like, an innocent, like, they just put the doorknob on backwards. And then but I was didn't like, want to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm hoping that's what it was. But, um, but I, I don't feel have you, you've not been to my new place. No, I haven't. It doesn't, you, whenever anybody does come over, they say it feels really cozy. Like no one's been like gotten ick vibes and like so that I think I think I'm hoping it's, it was a good little orb. You know, yeah, I think it was. Not I a, didn't get not any malicious orb. vibes from it. No, no. Um, no. actually, you know, interestingly, the story I'm going to tell you today might have some elements of certain things we're talking about, but I don't want to ruin it. Oh, Let's, I'm, I choose I'm to believe it was Indio. I like coming back. You know, I just got back from New Orleans. I almost forgot. <gasps> oh, I wanted to bring this very up. Very haunted. Very, very haunted. It was for one of my friend's birthdays, and it was just me and her. And so we're kind of walking around exploring the city. And all of a sudden, I look up, and I realize we are standing in front of Madame LaLaurie's house, oh. the serial killer from, like, this... I believe the early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. And Nat had done an episode on it. Um, if you guys want to see that, I don't remember the number, but just Google Let's Get Haunted Madame LaLaurie. It's spelled L-A-L-A-U-R-I-E. Um, very evil, horrible woman. And I just didn't even realize. I was We were standing right in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what the fuck? And I'm looking around. And of course, the facade has been, you know, upkept um, and looks really nice and clean. But the, the vibes were off. We weren't seeking it out. So it just was a coincidence that I was like, this is kind of a weird vibe that I'm getting from this house. And then I looked up and I was like, that looks familiar. I think Nat's shown me a picture of that before. And I was like, wait a minute, is this? And I Googled it and it was. And you can't go inside to tour or anything. It's privately owned. Mm -hmm. It actually just sold. Nick Cage used to own it. That checks out. Yeah. (laughs) That absolutely checks out. And then he went through financial troubles famously in... um, like 2008, 2009. I don't know all the details around that. I think he went into business with someone that was not upstanding. 2008 was rough for a lot of people. It was rough for a lot of people. And so he had owned a lot of real estate. And as we know, 2008, there was a very famous real estate bubble that popped. Mm -hmm. And so that house was foreclosed on. And I don't, it's kind of been passed around. And then I saw it was just, because there was a notice in front of it and I was reading it. It was just recently purchased by an LLC based out of Texas. And I know a lot of people buy their houses under LLCs if they're famous and don't want people to know oh. that they're the owner. So I'm just like very curious. Katie like Perry. Katie, you think so? In no, your headcanon? No. In my headcanon, I'm like, oh, Liam Neeson, 100%. Like, he's like, I don't know who you are, but I will come and I will vanquish the spirits. <laughs> I feel yeah. like just walking through New Orleans with like all of the history there, like, I mean, just think about what those trees no yes what they've seen like i can't like i can't imagine like just even touching like a tree there that has just been in the soil and all of the crazy things that have happened louisiana is a very like the vibrations you definitely feel it when you're walking around we went on a voodoo Mm -hmm. walking tour with a woman who practices voodoo and learned about it and i handed the lady my card at the end and i hope she contacts us because i would love to have her on for a voodoo episode okay i'll keep my fingers yes yes Yes. but i i even bought um holy water while i was there i was like we need a little bit of something in this studio um and i even asked the guy behind the counter i was like give it to me straight is this real holy water he was like no it is it is like there are, he's like, there are certain 
um, things that you just don't lie about. And holy water is one of them because okay. people use it. I guess there's a big voodoo practicing population in New mm -hmm. Orleans. So he's like, no, like we don't, we wouldn't, it would not behoove us to sell fake holy water. Yeah. Um, you guys, if you hear something in the background, it's because I have a fan going. It is very hot in here. Summertime in the valley is ridiculous. Mimi, are you ready to get into today's episode? I am episode? so ready. Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. Everyone switching gears. Mimi, buckle the fuck up. I'm buckled. Buckled. I'm fucked. We're good. We're ready to go. Mimi. Yes. Have you ever heard of the red lamp? Today's episode is one of those cases where the story itself is fairly short on details, but the theories are long and nearly infinite. The red lamp is a phenomenon that is only just now beginning to make waves on the popular paranormal message boards of Reddit and 4chan. With observations dating back to at least 2018 and continuing on into the present day, this supernatural sighting has been documented in online forums around the world. There have been many theories proposed regarding just what the red lamp might be, but an exact explanation for the phenomenon is yet to be cracked. In fact, the most recent sighting I could find of the red lamp comes from just two weeks ago, when a user by the name Throwaway Pisces Stuff posted to r slash paranormal encounters on Reddit. The post is ominously titled, I woke up at 3 a.m. and saw something that absolutely terrified me. I made a sketch of what I saw. The poster describes herself as a university-educated 31-year-old woman living in Belgium. And Mimi, I would like to show you that post now, okay. and I'd like you to describe it to our audience. So the reason before I show you this, okay. because this honestly scared the shit out of me. I was not even looking for this story. It's just okay. one of the subreddits I'm subscribed to. And I was scrolling through Reddit. All of a sudden, this popped up, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it absolutely terrified oh, me. Okay. I woke up at 3 a.m. and saw something that absolutely terrified me. I made a sketch of what I saw. All right, you were looking through, like, a balcony at what looks like your normal, average, not city, I would say town. Mm -hmm. And there is a red orb with a bunch of red orbs inside of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like almost like a halved, like ghost pomegranate yes or, yes or like um when you're learning about like the mitochondria is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell type models but it's freaking huge and it's almost like it's looking at you does it make you as uneasy as it made me like looking at that i just get more and more scared the more i look at it it does not look friendly yeah and i don't have like tryptophobia the like whole fear but i feel like this could really like fuck some people with tryptophobia up. You know what? Trigger warning right now because that's a good point. If you have tryptophobia, do not look at the photo dump oh, for this episode. No. I ugh. It's and, it's very unsettling, right? Like when you see when you see that, what are the words that come to mind? The emotions that it brings up. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you is the first one, but like it, it's it's so unsettling that I wouldn't even know, like, where to begin, like, what kind of fear to have about yeah. it. Because it's like, what, what is it? Can it eat? Can it see? Can it hear me? Like, right. Like, what is it? First of all, what is it doing? Yeah. Like, you wake up from a dead sleep. It's three in the morning. 
and you just see that hovering outside your window. I don't, I think I would end up in the hospital. I think I would be like, I'm having a psychotic break from yeah. reality. I need help. Like, I am not okay. Yeah. Like, is it? Yeah. And to your point, it looks like it's almost like sentient. Yes. Like it's watching. Like, it, like the position that, like, it's like a peeping Tom esque kind of orb. Ooh, oh god, I'm like I sorry, I already have the chills. It's yeah. I don't know, something about this picture makes me so uneasy. It almost made me the first time I saw it, honestly, I felt sick to my stomach. And that never happens to me. We cover crazy shit on yeah. this show and rarely do I feel like so like my stomach was turning. And it's not it's just a drawing. It doesn't feel like a drawing. I know. It feels, it feels like, oh yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Well, besides posting a drawing of what appears to be a round, glowing, red object outside of her window, the OP wrote the following in the comments section of her post. Quote, So last night, I suddenly woke up around 3 a.m. when I looked outside my window and saw something seemingly hovering just outside the pane. My window was slightly open and my curtains were fully open, and I had contemplated closing them earlier, but decided against it. I can't really describe it without sounding literally insane, but it seemed like a hovering round vessel with five round ring lights in red. Once I could really look at it, it started to move slowly out of sight, but I could see it so clearly. I immediately felt vulnerable and closed my window and the curtains, and I felt so unsafe, all alone in my house. My heart started pounding in my chest like I've never experienced before, and it was hard to calm down. Felt like a primal sort of fear. I didn't feel safe moving around my apartment for hours, and I couldn't fall back asleep until 6 a.m. I reached out to a friend who said it was probably just sleep paralysis, though I wasn't paralyzed. I immediately moved to close the window and have never experienced such a distraught feeling of being confused and terrified about what had just happened. Perhaps I'm just a bit stressed or it's some sort of blurry sleep vision, but I just can't shake how scared I felt. I can draw a bit, so I made this sketch of what I saw. Edit. I am a 31-year-old woman who did university studies. I don't usually entertain paranormal things, but this felt too real and stays etched in my brain. I had to somehow share this experience with you all. A day later, OP updated her post with another comment, writing, quote, had a lot of trouble sleeping last night. Stayed up a long time because I felt inexplicably scared for a couple of hours before going to bed. I basically buried my face in pillows and kept my eyes closed at all times because I was terrified that I would experience it again. End quote. I'm like, I when I read it, I was like tearing up. And I know a lot of people, when they hear, oh, this comes from Reddit or a message board, they think, oh, it's just a creepypasta. And of course, there's no way to disprove that. Yeah. But I will say... If you're going to post a creepypasta, this is not the subreddit you would post it on. You would post it on r slash no sleep or r slash creepypasta or r slash writing prompt. r slash paranormal encounters is actually like very, they're very militant about what posts they mm -hmm. allow through and not. And if they get any whiff of it being some sort of 
like fiction piece, they yeah. shut, they remove the post immediately. Yeah, and there's not like there's not like an overshare in that that makes me think creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. It feels very like I don't know what to do with this information. Please help me sort this out. I am worried about like what's going on in my brain. Right. It yeah. fe- it feels legitimate. Like you can really tell through her writing how scared she is. And you're right. She's not offering unnecessary details uh, that mm-hmm. that would be impossible. I think giveaways for creepy pastas. It's always like the person includes a detail that they wouldn't have been able to see from their bed or a detail that just makes it seem like, oh, this is something I've heard before. Mm-hmm. This is a common trope. But yeah. this was so unique yeah. that at first I didn't even realize it was part of a larger phenomenon. But almost immediately upon making the post, another user going by the name Dark Ascent 00 replied to the OP writing, quote, Wow, I've seen something similar to this. I must have been around six years old or so, and we had a little family get-together for 4th of July at my aunt's house in rural Oklahoma. I was sitting on the porch, hanging out with my cousin, and we see something that looks weirdly similar to that picture, just hovering slowly down the road by itself in the dark. Red and everything. We all saw it and got freaked out, so we went inside. That's so weird that you saw it around the same time of year that I did. End quote. The OP and user Dark Ascent 00 proceeded to have a brief back and forth about their sightings. OP writes, I was hoping someone else would have seen something similar. The red rings of light kind of thing was so freaky. It felt like I was being watched. My instinct immediately kicked in and it was just so, so scary to me. Dark Ascent 00 responded, saying, It definitely felt weird. I've been trying to figure out what it was ever since. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone else seeing it. Maybe some kind of alien device? OP responds, Weirdly, that is the first thing that popped into my mind as well, as I couldn't make up whether it was organic or artificial, if that makes sense. But I couldn't find any reports or stories of people seeing similar stuff. Someone else told me that it could be a repressed subconscious part of your energy becoming visible. I guess there are a lot of possibilities. In my opinion, an alien device would be the most terrifying one. Other commenters chimed in with their own interpretations of the OP sketch. Some saying it reminded them of a flying tomato, tentacles, a drone, a loofah, or even a red floating surgical lamp. As the post grew in popularity, users hounded the OP for more details regarding the circumstances surrounding her sighting. But before I get into those observations, I saw your eyes light up at the word surgical lamp. Yeah. Is that something that popped into your mind? Yes. It's it's very, you know what it is that makes it so uncomfortable? And maybe this is true of a lot of like cryptid sightings even is there's something familiar about it, but it's totally out of place. Yeah. Like the context is what makes it scary. If you were laying, yeah, in a dentist chair and you looked up and saw that, or if you were getting surgery done and you looked up and saw that, you know, maybe it would make more sense. But the idea of it, just a disembodied surgical lamp looking thing staring at you from outside your window, it just, it feels clinical, but out of place, feels like a fever dream. Yeah, it's very, very unsettling. So another user 
asked a bunch of questions, writing, did it move? Did it fade away slowly? How many seconds did it last? Did it light up the room? Did it make a sound? Is there any residue on the window? Did it give off heat? The OP responded, explaining, it stayed in place initially, and when I sat up, it moved away very slowly to the right. I could not take my eyes off it, as it was so absurd, so I didn't notice what it did to my room. I think I heard some vague noise moving away, but I can't say for sure. I just immediately went to close my window and curtains and got heart palpitations for a while. Another user chimed in writing, This is insane. I have a friend who says she's experienced almost exactly the same thing with a similar craft-looking object at her window. She had missing time and even sought medical help afterwards because her heart rate doubled for more than three hours. The OP responded writing, Yeah, my heart rate was insane. I felt like an animal. It was crazy. The user responded, my friend doesn't use Reddit, otherwise I'd get her to talk openly about it on here. But it's wild that I've just randomly stumbled across your post about experiencing something so similar to what she had described to me. She experienced this on November 23rd of 2019. So something that popped out to me when I read that. So the person responding says their friend experienced something similar and notes that it was three hours before her heart rate calmed back down. Yeah. And that's exactly what the OP says happened because the OP says she saw it at 3 a.m., had this weird animalistic fear go through her body. Her heart was racing and she couldn't calm back down or fall asleep until 6 a.m. So again, that's another three hour gap of time, which I just thought was interesting that there's a similarity here. A different user asked OP, did you have any lost time between 3 and 6 a.m.? OP responded, I just wasn't able to fall asleep again till then since my heart rate was so insane for a long time. Couldn't calm down for a while. Another commenter began to berate the OP, writing sarcastically, thank God you didn't like think to start recording. That would have been too much evidence. OP retorted, this lasted only like 30 seconds, and I was terrified since my window was open. You'd probably also not have that reflex in the moment to find your phone for the sake of the internet. Another user asked, How close was it to your window if you had to guess? It looks a few feet away in your sketch. OP replied, Hard to tell. I'd say about 1 to 3 meters. IDK what that is in feet. It was about 2 meters wide or so. Another user wrote to OP saying, This is very oddly familiar, and I can't tell you when, but I know I've seen this exact object before. All I can recall was that it was down the street from where I was standing, and I think it was also slightly rotating. OP responded, Yeah, perhaps. It was moving. And the red light wasn't exactly shining out, it was more of this bright glare. Another user wrote, have you considered that it was maybe an orb? Your depiction isn't exactly what I've seen before, but it is kind of similar. For me, the center of the orb was in flux, and it very much looked like electricity or energy. I wasn't afraid of it in that instance that I experienced seeing it. I was just very surprised and in disbelief of what was happening right in front of my eyes. It seemed to be sentient. Then it zoomed off the moment that it realized I could see it. 
Some people believe that this is a disembodied soul. I've never really made up my mind on what it could be, but I'm glad that on two of the instances that I saw them, I wasn't alone. It's a pretty incredible experience, and it was nice to have someone else to compare notes with. OP responded, writing, The note of it moving when I realized I could see it really resonates a lot with me. It really did feel that way. I don't remember thinking that it looked like it was in flux inside. The round ring lights were very distinctive. Another user piled on to this idea, typing, quote, Fourth dimensional beings travel in the third dimension, so you can only see the third dimension representation of it. Basically, we aren't capable of perceiving it completely, and it would look so weird to us. OP responded, writing, Well, I don't think it was round and in flux. It did have solid-looking shapes. End quote. So what, what characteristics are you seeing so far that these sightings have in common? That feeling of it observing. Like there's, a, there's an element of, of observation, not necessarily that it is sentient, but that it is, I don't know, like a camera or like a, like a something being sent to... Observe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the summary of what the OP saw, because there was a lot of back and forth, and so to figure out what the characteristics of this thing are, you have to read through all the comments. So I made a mm-hmm. list. So people who have seen what we're now calling the red lamp describe waking up in the middle of the night to see a floating circular object with glowing red lights in a tentacle pattern across the bottom. The object sometimes rotates slowly or moves from side to side. It is described as a few meters wide and appears to be watching the observer. When the observer notices the object's presence, it stays in view for up to 30 to 60 seconds before zooming off. The observers report that they are not paralyzed during the sighting, as with sleep paralysis, and nearly all report feeling an insane animalistic feeling of fear. Some have had to go to the ER for heart palpitations after the sighting. Other witnesses indicate that they are unable to determine whether the object is organic or artificial in origin. Possible explanations include a drone, a hallucination, an orb, or a UFO, a.k.a. UAP. But this is the only time that someone has drawn it. But if you go through all the comments, this, this seems to be what the object has in common, that all the sightings have in common with each other. So, like I said, this is a fairly short story because it's it's a reasonably new phenomenon, but there are a lot of theories. Is there any logical explanation that you think, like, might explain this away? The only, the only logic, and I don't believe it, but the only logical thing, like, I have my own theory already, but the only logical thing I could think about is, like, you know how, like, when you rub your eyes really hard, and, and you, you like see those. stars and yeah so like perhaps all of them mm. had like had something in their eye or they had like slept on like maybe maybe op had like slept in a position that put a lot of like like ocular pressure you know like right. n- but other than that no it's it's interesting that it's a common if it's a if it's a trick of the light it's a common trick of the light for something so specific you know what i mean like but, but you would have to take that's not actually logical because then it would be a common thing and it would be like oh you're just you just rubbed your eyes right that's what I mean is that yeah. it, it's like a super consistent yeah like 
object that people are seeing, if it is something like rubbing your eyes, like it's odd that it all sort of looks the same. Yeah. Well, a lot of the skeptics commenting on this post seemed to think that it was a sleep paralysis episode. So I've put that as theory number one, a sleep paralysis episode. Now, for those who don't know what sleep paralysis is, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 56 of Let's Get Haunted, where Nat did almost two hours of content (laughs) on this phenomenon. But Mimi, are you familiar with the concept of sleep paralysis? I suffer from sleep paralysis. You do? That was my next question. Have you ever experienced it before? I do, but mine is like, I didn't understand what it was until a couple years ago and honestly I always called it half sleeping and it would it was not something that like scared me it was something that like frustrated me um I'm a Taurus I need a lot of sleep I need a lot of rest and like that feeling of like half sleep where like my body was asleep but my mind wasn't resting was so infuriating to me and so I get that a lot where like I'm just like in bed and I can't move and like my body's asleep but my mind is awake and honestly I'm just like this is so stupid I just want to sleep so it's you don't see like the night hag for example because if we're talking about common hallucinations or um hallucinations in common maybe I should say a lot of people report the same hallucinations in a sleep paralysis like state one of them being the this concept of the night hag which is just an archetype of an old witch woman that like visits you in your sleep a lot of people see that same vision i've never seen a vision i have felt pressure on my chest Mm. but it felt like it was a tiger i felt like it was a tiger it was weird. That's so interesting. It felt like it was a big cat on my chest. But I've never had, like, a visual thing. I just, for some reason, my brain went, like, it is a big cat on your chest. Like a tiger or something. That is interesting because, if for those who don't know, Mimi is a cat mom. Cat so could it be that spirits of cats know that you're a safe place Maybe. for them to stop on their journeys? I would love that. Including big cats like tigers? Yeah. And I was in, I was in, um... When, the, when that happened, I was in, there's a hotel in West Hollywood. Like, you know where the Trader Joe's is, like, off of um, off of Santa Monica Boulevard? Yes. Um, there's a hotel, I forget what it's called, but they have, like, a really great pool. And I was here visiting, and it happened in that hotel room. And I was staying with two other women, and all of them had weird shit. Like, they woke up to feeling like somebody's at the end really? of the bed that night. It was really weird. It was, and it was the only time I'd ever had, like, felt like a pressure with the sleep paralysis. It was really strange. And apparently that hotel is haunted. What is the name of the hotel? Do you remember? (sighs) I don't. And I feel like it would take me too long to look it If you remember later, text it to me and I'll I'll put it in the photo dump if we remember. Um, But it's, that's so interesting. So you didn't necessarily see like, you know, an orb or a person or a shadow figure. You just felt pressure or felt maybe a presence yeah and I knew somehow my brain knew what the presence was and it was a tiger I mean that does honestly that does not surprise me that your mind would would know what it was because that's something that we saw in the sleep paralysis episode a lot of people felt really confident about what they were seeing Mm -hmm. even if it was a shadow person they could tell if it was male or they could tell if it was someone they knew or a stranger and um Nat had a really scary sleep paralysis episode very recently this year that she shared in an intro, but sometimes I feel like we talk about so much crazy shit that people can miss it, so I wanted to bring it up here. Um, She was also staying in a hotel. She was sleeping in a bed with her son and her fiancé, so she was not alone in the room, and she woke up to, like, a guy 
staring at her like she could make out his features and he looked like decaying and dead and he was just staring at her really close to her face and she literally screamed out loud because she was like I'm awake I'm awake like this is horrifying and then as soon as her fiance like turned the light on the figure was gone does that not give you the I like I don't like I have the chills yeah And what's interesting about that is, so before she told me that story, she was talking during an intro about like, oh, you know, I was away on this horse competition because she's an equestrian. And she's like, you know, my family was with me. We were staying in this really weird hotel. And before she said anything, for some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, there was probably like, did had someone died in your room? Like, I don't remember how we got on the subject, but I was like, yeah, I just feel like there would be like a dripping wet like decaying bloated figure living in your room and she was like why are you saying that right now like how do you know that like that's and then she told me that that's basically what she had seen like a decaying man that was and he was smiling at her it like makes me want to cry yeah so for those who don't know what sleep paralysis is, like I said, no time to explain. You're going to have to go back and listen to episode 56, but I will do like a TLDR right here. So if you Google sleep paralysis, the right-hand side of your screen will show like a Wikipedia or a Healthline article that just has like overview and you click on overview and you can see what it says. So sleep paralysis is defined as a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking up from sleep. Sleep paralysis most often occurs in people who have narcolepsy or sleep apnea, but it can affect anyone. Episodes involve not being able to speak or not being able to move while falling asleep or upon waking up. And these usually last, these episodes usually last one or two minutes and are often frightening. The main treatment is to improve sleep habits AKA sleep hygiene, including going to bed at the same time every night, ensuring a comfortable sleep environment free of distractions and avoiding caffeine before sleeping. So I added that this theory in because most people thought, oh, it's sleep paralysis and people started sharing their own things that they've seen during sleep paralysis. But OP responded and said she feels like this is really unlikely because she was not paralyzed at all. She said she woke up feeling like something was watching her, turned, saw this object, and then immediately got up and like slammed the window shut. Like she didn't feel like she was paralyzed at all. She was just in disbelief of what she was seeing. Mm -hmm. And then she said as soon as the object sensed her watching it, that's when it slowly moved out of her field of vision on the other side of her window. And so she doesn't think that that's what it was. But people were having this like really lively discourse back and forth. It was sleep paralysis. My uncle got sleep paralysis and he saw an alien or, you know, like different things. And so, but she really felt like this is dismissive of her. So we're going to say we toss that theory out the window because if she doesn't feel like she was paralyzed, then how could it be sleep paralysis? Question. Yes. All of the reported uh, sightings of this, were they all, they were all alone, right? They were either alone or with, like, a couple other people. Okay. There was one person who said they were watching fireworks in Oklahoma on their front porch, and they were with another person. They were with another person. And did the other person see it? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Curious. Okay. That's But that's a great point, because all of the other people who have seen it were already awake when they saw it. 
Um, with the exception of a few other people who were woken up at weird hours in the middle of the night and saw it. Okay. But yeah, normally for sleep paralysis, everybody would be like, you know, similar experience. I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this night hag. I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like I saw a shadow in the corner. Whereas this is a mixture. It's like a mixed bag. Some people are saying they woke up. Other people are saying, no, I was already awake and it just appeared like Uh down the street. Yeah. Which is also interesting because it's like, I don't know, my mind is like, okay, so are people outside of homes watching as this thing is observing people through windows? So that's why we have a mixture of people being like, I saw it down the street versus someone being like, I saw it in my window. Because that makes it less likely, in my opinion, to just be mind trick because other people are seeing it as you're seeing it through your window. Okay, so this this brings us to theory number two, a hypnopompic or hypnagogic hallucination. Mimi, have you ever heard of hypnopompic or hypnagogic? No, and I can't spell them, so don't ask. I mm, this is to me. I was I'm probably butchering the pronunciation too. I had never heard of this, so I googled it, and I'm just gonna read the definitions the definitions verbatim to okay. our audience because I'm not a scientist and I don't want to fuck this up. What? Okay. So the Cleveland Clinic um, has a really succinct definition. They write, hypnagogic and hypnopompic hallucinations are both sleep-related hallucinations. Hypnagogic hallucinations happen as you're falling asleep, and hypnopompic hallucinations happen as you're waking up. Both types are not usually a cause for concern, such as a um, underlying mental health crisis. So then some listeners begin to ask, or excuse me, some commenters begin to ask because people were like, oh, I've had a hypnogogic or a hypnopompic hallucination. This sounds similar. So people were saying, well, what's the difference between that and sleep paralysis? She already said it's not sleep paralysis. So what's the difference? So according to Springer.com, the difference is a hypnogogic hallucination is an abnormal perception that occurs while falling asleep. Whereas hallucinations that occur upon awaking are hypnopompic and sleep paralysis is a generalized inability to move or speak during a transition between wakefulness and asleep. So I guess the the difference would be sleep paralysis is always accompanied by paralyzation. Yeah. Whereas one of these hallucinations could just be, oh, as I'm falling asleep. I think I see something that's not really there. Or as I'm waking up, I think I see something that's not really there. So then some people were saying in the comments, well, I suffer from sleep paralysis and hypnogogic hallucinations or and hypnopompic hallucinations, but they are separate. They can overlap, but they are separate. So if you're confused by this, um, don't worry, because I was a little confused too, because I'm not a doctor and medical things are confusing to me. But luckily there is a plethora of posts on Reddit from people sharing their experiences suffering from this type of hallucination. So one of these comments was posted to r slash CPTSD by a user going by Soundproof Head. And this person writes, quote, does anybody else experience hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucinations? Hey everyone, I've been experiencing this kind of hallucination since I was a teenager. I've always found them intriguing more than distressing since they're usually scary in the moment, like nightmares. For those who don't know, hypnagogic hallucinations are a type of parasomnia, disassociated sleep state, 
where you experience a hallucination that's not exactly a dream while being semi-conscious. You can see, hear, and even feel things that aren't there with your eyes open. They happen just when falling asleep, which is hypnagogic, or just when waking up, which is hypnopompic. They are similar to sleep paralysis, but don't involve paralysis and occur at a different point in the sleep cycle. I can sometimes sleepwalk a little bit when I have these. It's not unusual for me to jump out of my bed in fear. I've seen creatures, animals, angels, demons. I've had a few positive experiences where I would hear very beautiful music, for instance. They've evolved over time and are now more auditory and internal, with a lot of focus on accusatory voices and death. I often feel like I'm dead, and I'm now a ghost, lost and alone, in an empty world for eternity. How fun. It's a difficult feeling to put into words. I often go to check on people or pets sleeping around me to check if they're still alive. Most of the time, I try to reach for a light which helps me get back to reality. Surprisingly, I go back to sleep very easily afterwards. These altered states of consciousness really show me how fluid our consciousness truly is. I can literally feel my consciousness slowly coming back when these are happening to me. Consciousness is not an on-off switch. It's gradual. It opens up quite a lot of questions about what it means to be aware, to be conscious. I find it fascinating. It also makes me quite aware of the high possibility that those parasomnias might be the origin for a lot of folktales. Think succubus, alien abduction, ghost. I can understand how those can be very disturbing, especially when you don't know what's happening to you. I don't experience hallucinations in my waking life. Does anyone else experience those or similar sleep issues? Did you learn anything from those? What are your feelings about them? What do you think of that explanation? I don't like it simply because of the people who were awake, awake. watching fireworks. Right. Unless, unless, but no. Because multiple people are seeing it at the same time. That's a thing. Because you could yeah. be like, well, maybe they fell asleep while watching fireworks and then woke up. But you up really and... don't fall asleep while watching fireworks because yeah. <laughs> they're a bit loud and, like, unsettling. Very true. Um, the only thing I could think of is, like, just not to negate anyone's, like, experience. I I'm in of the, course. I'm in the realm yeah. of believing this. But, like, unless maybe a red firework went off in the window of a house. I'm so, yes. And, pop, like, maybe, maybe that one. But it doesn't feel right so we're gonna i'm so glad you caught on to that because we are going to talk about that in this theory category but i did want to stop here because when i read this um i'm pretty sure i've had this before so i during the time i didn't talk about it because i was like this it, it feels very scary in the moment and you're like is this a mental health concern like what is going on but there was like a year-long period in i want to say like 2016 or 2017 where I would wake up in the middle of the night and be absolutely convinced that I was dead. It was absolutely terrifying. And I remember in one instance, um, the person that I was dating at the time and living with, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just like, I was so convinced I, and it's terrifying. I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. I died in my sleep and I am now like observing things happening around me mm -hmm. and like that people probably can't perceive me and I was just so convinced of it. And I was, I, it was horrifying. And my heart was beating out of my chest. And I was like, oh my God, I died, I died, I died. And then I remember the only thing that like snapped me out of it is I woke up the person sleeping next to me that I was living with. And I was like, 
like couldn't even explain and he I was like am I dead am I dead like am I alive and he was like no 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 you're alive you're alive you're alive you're fine and I had to just like run into the shower and put on the hottest water possible and feel it on my skin to like bring myself back into my body and be like no you are alive you can feel this like and I never knew what it was and I never brought it up to a healthcare professional because I feel like you're like I don't want people to think I'm insane or like now all of my physical symptoms are going to be dismissed yeah. as like a mental health concern. Um, wow. I'm so sorry that that happened. That, it was that horrifying. frightening. And it was for like, I want to say a year or two period of time where it would happen, like with frequency. But the thing is, because I have experienced it, I feel like I can then say like, I don't believe that that's what this person experienced. Yeah, because that sounds more like... Um a way that str- external stress was manifesting Absolutely. within you and like lo- maybe like loss of identity mm-hmm. kind of I totally a thing. agree not a physical orb or like object thing, yeah. yeah no i totally agree um with that and because it hasn't happened to me since i mean i don't want to jinx myself mm-hmm. but i was super fucking stressed out during that time in my life and i remember i also just felt like out of control is not the right word but i didn't feel safe i don't know how to explain it i think maybe people can relate to when you're transitioning from young adulthood to like oh shit i'm an adult adult like i can't lie to myself anymore yeah i think a lot of people experience feeling like what am i doing like what am i doing with my life oh my god i am now the adult I now ha- am responsible for my own safety. I now am responsible for, like, there's no fallback plan, right? Yeah. I think sometimes when you're at least, I don't know, maybe people comment on the photo dump and tell me if you can relate to what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say. But I feel like when you're living with family, you do have, like, sort of a security blanket if you come from a good family where they're, like, you know, you know at least, even if you don't have a great relationship with your parents, you know that, like, they, if something happens and I lose my job, it's not, I'm not going to be homeless, right? Like, yeah. they're going to make sure I can get back on my feet. And so it was me, like, out on my own. I was having trouble paying rent and just being, like, oh, my God, I feel so unsafe and unsure of myself. And yeah. I think that's what it manifested as, stress, like, it's yeah. just stress. And, and it's that feeling, I know exactly that transition period you're talking about where you realize like if there's a bump in the night, you're the one that grabs the baseball yes. bat to go downstairs. Exactly. Like, there's not a parent or like a, a parental figure that's going to go down there for you. Right. Like it's you and the the demon or the monster. It, you, yeah. Yes. The person breaking into your house. Like it's you. It's on mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and at that time, I even lived with someone, but that didn't make it any better, like, transitioning into, like, full-on adulthood. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a scary time for sure. So I, I – because I've experienced that, I don't – I don't necessarily agree that that – Yeah, I don't because either. Because even if, like, I would wake up and be like, I'm not sure what's happening. Like, am I alive? Am I dead? Is there something in the room with me? I never – it wasn't like – there's an orb outside my window watching me and now I have to get up and shut the door. No, it was just like an experience, like literally just feeling like you weren't in your own body. Mm-hmm. So I think we can, yeah, you know, dismiss it. But I do want to read what some other people had to say about these types of hallucinations because it's fascinating. It's fascinating, yeah. first of all. It's very scary. And also I'm, of course, open to the idea that my experience is not going to be everyone's experience. So maybe mm-hmm. there's something I'm missing here. So... Asleep-comedian1065 commented on this post in r slash cptsd, writing, Yes, I would experience these during my sleep. I'd wake up and I would see a giant spider crawling towards me on the ceiling. 
or my plants growing and growing and moving closer and closer towards me. I'd have to get up and out of my bed and turn on the bedroom light to convince myself that it wasn't real. I had to sleep with my fairy lights on for a while. Lost a lot of sleep from those nights. Something I found really helpful was getting one of those color-changing light bulbs for my main bedroom light and keeping it on a dull red-slash-orange light overnight. It didn't illuminate anything, but I was able to focus on it when I woke up in the middle of the night instead of letting my brain make things up for me. So I thought that's an interesting strategy. It sounds a lot like grounding. Anyone who's ever been to therapy, therapists will tell you five things you can see, four things you can tell, you know, whatever, yeah. to like re-bring yourself back into your body. And this is interesting because this person says a dull red-orange light helped bring them back into their body. So then people started asking OP, like maybe on some subconscious level, even if you've never been diagnosed with these types of hallucinations, maybe you have some sort of nightlight and that's what you saw and it was reflecting off the window and you, you know, your mind turns it into something else. But OP says no, she does not have any night lights, nothing in her room that would have been glowing. Mm -hmm. Now, another person chimed in with some of their experiences and they wrote, I really think that this was a hypnopompic hallucination. They can be really full on and wild and don't last more than a minute or so typically. I was once awoken by vibrations and opened my eyes to see a face hugger trotting across the cushions towards me Man, I did not know I could fly until I found myself on the other side of the room. So, do you know what a face hugger is? I'm afraid to ask. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture, and I'll put it in the photo dump because... Are you like a scary koala? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We we, we did a, the alien shoot. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Okay, do you want to describe what a face hugger is to our audience? Um, It's like a crab with a scorpion tail that attaches itself to your face and like... I don't know if it sucks things out or puts things in, but you don't want it on you. No, it's honestly, it grosses me out. Yeah. It is very fucking gross. But so it does seem like people do can imagine things. And another person chimed in. Um, their name is Burger Burger Milk 333. And they wrote, I had one of those once while staying over at a friend's house. I'd been asleep on my back and woke up to what looked like a humanoid figure all in white, crawling across the ceiling, reaching down towards me. I bolted upright and realized I was just looking at the white ceiling fan. Okay, and then somebody said, OP, I feel like this is the most likely explanation that you probably saw something, um, whether it was real or in your dream and perceived it as something else in your environment. Have you ever had an operation that looks a lot like a surgery light? perhaps as seen through closed eyelids. Maybe you were having a nightmare about that operation or remembering a memory from it and then perceived that it was a real object outside your window. OP responded saying, haven't had an operation in years, but I did have a breakup recently, which has been very stressful. So I guess maybe it could be the anxiety just taking shape or something. Honestly, I would rather believe it's a hallucination than the alternative. And another person responded saying, could be, I still get them when I'm not sleeping well and anxiety does mess up my sleep. They are not always frightening, but let's hope that this is the answer. Keep us posted if anything else happens to you though. There's certainly weird shit out there sometimes that we don't understand. So it sounds like the OP is like, I would rather yeah. have this be the explanation. It's never happened to her before, but she said that she would update if it happened again. But again, I just really feel like because other people have seen the same thing while they were awake, I don't know that that's a satisfactory explanation. So in 
in this case, if we want to run with theory number two and accept it, then we have to believe that OP was either A, hallucinating a piece of a memory into her reality, or B, seeing something red on her window that her mind then turned into a different object. I don't think so. So, like I said, several people in the comments, they asked OP, do you have a weird nightlight that would have been reflecting off? Would your phone have maybe been reflecting off of the glass? Um, had you recently had a surgery? Had you recently had dental work done? Another person in the comments remarked that perhaps OP had seen a firework outside of her window and in her half-awake state hallucinated that the firework was something more solid outside of her window. And many people in the comments noted that other users had observed similar objects outside their windows around the 4th of July in the United States, and fireworks are very commonplace at all hours of day and night during America's Independence Day, and especially in well-populated areas. However, this is the point where OP reminded everybody that she lives in Belgium, and they don't celebrate the 4th of July, and there were no fireworks going off outside um, in her town during this time. Next, users began to reverse image search the OP's drawing, trying to come up with logical alternative explanations. Mimi, I'm going to show you what it looks like when you reverse image search this object, because actually, even though it's like commonplace objects, it's still, it's still kind of freaked me out just to see what Google came up okay. with. I mean, yes, but why is it outside of her window? Right. So the stuff that pops up, and I will put this in the photo dump for this episode, is stuff like a sauna kit that has an infrared light or a furnace that has a special heating lamp or an LED taillight of a vehicle. So next, people were asking OP, you know, do you live by a busy street? Maybe someone was reversing their, uh, a vehicle and it reflected off your window weird. But she said no, that she's on a higher level yeah. of an apartment complex. And so she that's never happened before. And she finds it really unlikely that it would happen again. Now, this is where some people went off the rails with conspiracy theories, writing that they thought maybe OP had been in a traumatic car accident and hallucinated, you know, a taillight outside of her window. But OP never responded to those, so we, yeah. we don't know. But that's, that's just speculation. Now, the other thing interesting, so OP responded to a few of these comments saying, you know, a surgical light or a car um, taillight or, yeah, an, a, a nightlight. But she also reminded people, and I had forgotten about this, that her window was open. So the odds, I mean, nothing could be reflecting off the glass mm. because she originally saw it outside of the open side of the window pane and then it moved towards the closed side until it disappeared. So yeah. unless it were a super foggy night, how could something be reflecting off of nothing? Yeah. Now we move on to theory number three, an alien surveillance device or alien drone. So the other side of the comments was not searching for a medical reason mm -hmm. for what she had seen, a medical or scientific. Look, I'm an alien fanboy, so I already believe that aliens are the scientific explanation for everything in life because mm -hmm. I just love aliens and I want to believe. So I don't mean to downplay that that can also not be a scientific explanation, but I just more so mean the alien fanboys like myself drifted into this conversation now. So a user going by the name Radiant Warden typed, Many types of consciousness type drones do exist. They are usually updating the typography data and scanning life forms in the region. It's a pretty common practice, and I have known experiencers who have witnessed similar phenomena. This one looks like a more sophisticated alien drone than most, 
That's for sure. Do you know what an experiencer is? I don't. An experiencer is a term that people have given themselves when they claim to be abducted okay. or have had close contact okay. with an alien craft. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, it's just a common term people use. There's like r slash experiencers on Reddit where people can like congregate and kind of seek help from each other and feel like they're not so alone in their experiences. That's why they call themselves experiencers. Okay. Because calling yourself an alien abductee has like a bad connotation. Yeah, like tinfoil hat. Yeah, tinfoil yeah. hat. Similar to like now we're not calling UFOs UFOs because yeah. that has a connotation that people don't like. Now it's UAPs or aerial phenomena. So another user agreed with this and said that they were also an experiencer and that frequenting different experiencer message boards across the internet have come up with similar drawings, similar experiences of objects they have seen. So next, somebody sent OP a link to a 4chan post of a similar sighting. Now, as with all stories we talk about that involve 4chan, there is a huge disclaimer anytime we're talking about 4chan. If you don't know what it is, I barely understand what 4chan is, and I feel like I should know by now, but it is a totally anonymous message board. You can't even have a username. There are no accounts. So with Reddit, you would have to make an account in order to comment, and then your comment history will be forever tied to that account. What makes 4chan um, scarier is that everything is totally anonymous. You're just assigned a random string of numbers. Now, if you want to tell a long story, you can type in, I want my username to pop up as Matthew or whatever, but it's not, there's no profile for that account. Okay. So because of that, 4chan, first of all, it's harder to vet anything people are talking about on there. And people that are just looking to like rile up a group of people can post conspiracies or <laughs> yeah or um on the very dark end of 4chan hate speech because it is a totally anonymous message board 4chan has a board so their message boards are just called boards and they are slash and then normally a letter or a couple of letters and then another slash and that's what also makes 4chan more difficult for people that have never used it before to understand because rather than reddit which is like much more user friendly and it sort of makes sense it'll be like r slash paranormal experiences well you don't have to guess what that means right 4chan is more cryptic because it'll be like slash pol slash sp slash X and there's an infinite number. I don't even know all of the different message boards, but okay. I am familiar with slash X because slash X is the paranormal board. Okay. So essentially how this ties into our story is that the alien fanboys and experiencers started coming onto this thread as it picked up more traction and began to link to different threads within 4chan. So I am going to read one of these experiencers experiences to you. Okay. And then we will talk about it. Okay. So this person going by the name Michael writes, Be me, serving in prison for street racing. Yeah, I know. It's fucking stupid. I did it once after getting pressured by my friend and got caught immediately. Two months in, I got a new cellmate. Nice enough guy, but scared of everything, mumbled to himself. I got to know him, and he was very open that he had mental health struggles and had been diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. He woke up screaming some nights. He tells me he knows it's not real, it's just delusions, he knows it's fucked up. He said to me one day, quote, Except them, man, I know that they're not delusions. I'm not fucking crazy. I can tell when I'm having a hallucination or when it's something real. 
I see those eyes every time I close my eyes. I'm never going to unsee that red light. He then starts rambling about how, quote unquote, they come for him at night and he got himself into prison to stay safe. He won't tell me what he did to get locked up, dodges the questions every time. Fast forward about a month, we become friends and he opens up a little more. Tells me how he used to never sleep because that's when crazy shit would go down. When he would start to doze off, his body would start to feel really heavy and he'd get a vibrating sensation in his limbs, like a heavier, slower version of the way you feel when your leg falls asleep. Then he would begin to hear a humming noise. It would start out very quiet and get louder and louder and a bright white light would fill his room. Then slowly, that light would turn a blood red as the hum reached its peak pitch like a skull-splitting tinnitus. He says at this point, he usually blacks out, but not always. He said to me, sometimes I see them, but they don't want me to remember. I ask him what he means. He starts describing, I swear to God, fucking gray aliens, like the exact caricature of what you imagine when you think of the grays, and in great detail. Now, at the time, I didn't believe in aliens, so I figured, well, it must just be a really vivid hallucination. He said they were short, with limbs longer in proportion to their bodies than humans, measuring in height about 4.5 to 5.3 feet tall. Gray, almost see-through skin. He said it looked more like a membrane than it did human skin. Massive black eyes that reflected everything off of them like a mirror. He said they smelled almost like a burning phone charger. I asked him to elaborate more about the smell, but he just shrugged and said that it was really hard to describe, and that really it didn't smell like anything he was familiar with, but burning plastic and wire was probably the closest thing since he'd never smelled anything like it before. He then says he's getting uncomfortable, and that talking about them for too long makes him anxious, so he'd rather just stop. So we stop talking, and he slowly drifts off to sleep. The next day, we had art therapy, which I personally thought was fucking stupid, and he gets all twitchy and starts drawing creepy shit. We start art therapy. Basically, we do it to, quote, let out our feelings because it's supposed to help people be, like, less violent or process their trauma that wound them up in jail in the first place or something. I don't really know. I just start doodling. I'm usually a pretty chill guy, and I didn't really have anything on my mind. Danny, my cellmate, seems to enjoy these sessions for the most part, even though he's not very good of an artist. This time, though, it's different. He is super anxious, says he was up nearly all night, even though I was up late and didn't hear him making a sound. He keeps scratching his neck obsessively, constantly chewing on his forefinger, looks on the verge of some sort of panic attack. The therapist notices this and tells him to try and draw what's upsetting him. He stares at the paper and charcoal for like half the fucking session. And then out of nowhere, he starts feverishly drawing, fills the entire page with shades of red, can barely make anything else out. Looks vaguely like a bedroom, can see it, a blurry doorway, what looks like a bed, maybe a dresser. It's all messy. You can see three figures near the bed, blurry except for the eyes. Huge, pitch black, almond-shaped eyes. They're surrounding his bed with a staticky stick figure, maybe it's himself, laying in the bed, screaming. Therapist asks him to tell him what it is, and he just mumbles about a bad dream he had. I asked Danny about the art later in our cell. 
and he tells me it's usually what happens when he sees the greys, but his therapist just dismisses him, telling him it's a nightmare or sleep paralysis. He responds, nightmares don't leave marks. He then turns around and shows me the base of his neck. There's a faded scar, small, perfectly round, with a triangle of three dots in the middle. What the fuck? He says he's woken up after nightmares with bruises in strange places on his body. Other triangles made from dots. Therapist claims that it's just him self-harming in his sleep or sleepwalking. Bullshit. It's time for lockup. I don't feel like sleeping, so I get in bed to read and calm myself down after listening to Danny's freaky story. On the first page of a new book, when suddenly Danny sits up, freaking the fuck out and yelling. Dude, what? I ask him what the fuck happened. He said that they came for him and took him away. At this point, I'm convinced that he's just fucking nuts. Tells me to look at the time. There's a clock you can see from outside our cell. It's fucking four hours since lockup time. But that doesn't make any sense. I was reading the exact same page that I started on four hours ago. There's no way that I had just fallen asleep or anything. That was one of the creepiest things that had ever happened to me. Danny said losing time is common, but that he didn't see me, quote, on board. Whatever the fuck that means. Why would I lose time too? Don't worry, I've got more. This isn't the end. I get really fucking freaked out and don't want to believe him. I get checked out by the prison doc and psych just in case I'm losing my shit, but they all say I'm fine. I get a medical clearance, so I just pass it off as, well, I must have dozed off while reading and maybe I had a dream I was reading and didn't even realize it. A couple more weeks go by and everything is normal. Going to the yard, art therapy once a week, go to the library, etc. All my normal prison shit. Prison starts letting inmates have chalk in their cells so they can draw or write or whatever and chalk can't be used as a weapon so it's thought of as just being a nice outlet to offer the inmates. Danny starts drawing the faces of the greys again, drawing odd lined symbols that are like dots with lines, kind of like constellations. By this point, I'd been waking up with headaches, nosebleeds some days. Not exactly strange, since they can be side effects of the allergy meds I take, like when your nose gets really dry from antihistamines and then it starts bleeding. So I don't think anything of it at first. I'm looking forward to getting out, and Danny still has a while to go, and at this point I still don't know what he was in for, or how long he's in for. We stay up late one night, drinking shitty prison wine. The idiot who gave it to us fucked it up, and it tasted like vinegar and piss, but it did get us drunk. So we're drinking till we're on the verge of passing out, when suddenly Danny starts freaking out. Shit. Fuck. Fuck. Do you hear that? And please tell me that you don't hear that. But I do hear it. It's the humming noise he mentioned. Oh, fuck. The noise gets louder and louder, and a higher whine can be heard over it. And Danny is pounding on the jail cell door, screaming for someone to come help us. But no one comes. No prisoners yell, telling us to shut the fuck up. No guard comes to slam their baton onto the bars. What the fuck is happening? Can nobody else hear this? A bright, pulsating white light is filling the prison, searing my eyes. Then suddenly, in an instant, it turns blood red and everything goes dead quiet. So quiet that you can hear the blood rushing in your ears. The light suddenly becomes centralized, as if it's an orb. It's just a spotlight, a red, bright orb spotlight, and it's right in front of us. I try to hide under my bed, but I can't move. It's like I'm made of lead. 
My body is buzzing like it's made of fucking bees. I start to panic, want to scream for help, ask Danny if he's okay, but I can't even open my mouth. I get the sudden feeling of being watched. In the glow of the red light, I can suddenly make out dark shadows on the wall. Shadows start moving all around us now. Suddenly I feel a sharp pain in my head and get a mental image of myself frozen in the cell with Danny just a few feet behind me. It was like someone had put a camera up on the corner of my cell and I was watching. The image then disappeared, but I could sense that something was next to me. The next thing I remember is just everything going cold and the vibrating getting worse and more violent, almost as if the cells in my body were being thrown around. I really can't explain it. It just felt like I was being torn apart and put back together a million times inside my body. I can feel myself being lifted off the ground now. I close my eyes and even though I'm not religious, I start to pray because I can't even think of anything else to do. The red light is seared into my retinas. I'm screaming inside but nothing comes out. Suddenly I'm in a room. The red light is still above me. There are steel colors around me with no light source other than this red light. But somehow it starts to become evenly lit throughout the room and the red light fades to the point where there are not even any shadows. The next thing I see is the eyes Danny mentioned. They were fucking horrible. Massive eyes that took up like a quarter of the face. Almond-shaped, slanted like 45 degrees, pitch black. There was no pupil, no iris, no sclera. All I could see was my own terrified reflection looking back at me from those black, massive, wet voids reflecting every inch of terror in my face. Those things didn't look remotely human. No drawing, no Photoshop, no alien mask has come close to how awful those fucking things were. The waxy, membrane-like skin almost pulsated. Images flashed through my head. Me and Danny, the aliens, the prison, pictures of planets, organs, stars. It gave me a massive headache. I don't know what it was trying to do, but as soon as it began... I'm suddenly in the prison hospital. The medic says they found me on the floor of the prison cell with a blinding migraine, lying in a pool of my own vomit and blood pouring from my nose. They found Danny huddled in the corner, sobbing, shit in his pants, covered in scratches and bruises. Doctors and guards questioned me. They thought me and Danny were fighting, even though no one saw or heard anything, anything at all. No one heard our screaming, the lights, the humming sound. How the fuck? We told them that we got drunk, but we didn't fight or anything. I had no idea what happened to Danny. They released me in time for dinner. My head still pounding and my whole body aching, especially my neck. They had given me an IV with fluids and that did help, but I wanted to get actual food in my body. I was hoping to see Danny there, but he wasn't in the cafeteria and I didn't see him for an additional three days. When I do finally see him, I ask him, what the fuck happened? Danny tells me they questioned him, trying to get him to admit that I had attacked him. But he said that he wouldn't tell them that because that's not what happened. He said that he just lied and said that the wounds he had on himself were self-inflicted, that he had had a nightmare and he clawed and hit himself in his sleep. They kept him under observation to make sure he didn't try to hang himself or something. Neither of us wanted to talk about what happened that night. All he asked was, Please tell me you saw them too. Did you?
All I could do was nod. You know that they're not going to let you go now, right? He said. Once they set their eyes on you, you're in their sights for life. I've been drinking, so typing this is going slower, so I make sure I'm not fucking up. I think I might look for pictures he sent me. I know I have them around here somewhere, and I think I also have a letter he sent me too. I was obviously creeped the fuck out. Neither of us slept well for the next few weeks. Nothing major happens until a few nights before I'm about to be released. Mostly I was just having headaches and nosebleeds, but I go to sleep, wake up in the middle of the night to the humming noise, that same bright red light in a pulsating ball in front of me, just outside the prison bars of my cell. Please God, no, not again, I can't take this again. The humming died down and the light slowly faded away. I breathe a sigh of relief. I realize, well, maybe it was just sleep paralysis. I remember it used to happen to me as a kid, but the only thing I ever saw was that old night hag people talk about. I fall back asleep, wake up to the sound of guards yelling at me and slamming open the door. They tell me to get the fuck up and spread against the wall, hands up. What the fuck is going on? I yell. But they start barraging me with questions. Where did Danny go? How did he get out? Did you help him? What the fuck? I keep telling them I didn't do anything. I don't know anything. I was asleep. They bring me to a small room and interrogate me more. After a few hours of the same shit, they finally let me go. Talk to some other inmates who are in my cell block, and they say they didn't see anything either. A guard who was friendly told me the cameras caught nothing either. It's like Danny up and vanished. He was gone. I mean completely gone, disappeared for three days. Nobody could figure it out. Cops put out an APB for him, thinking he escaped. On the last day, some convicts found him in the wreck yard. His foot somehow pinched in between weights that were already on a bar. They never found him on footage on the camera, so there was an investigation to see if there was a cop trying to get inmates out, maybe tampering with the video footage. I don't know if anything ever came of that, but I do know for a fact that it wasn't the cops. There's no way he could just vanish from video surveillance without a trace and then reappear clipped through a fucking metal bar. I never got to see Danny again. I left the day after he came back. He wrote me a few weeks after I left, telling me that the night he vanished he saw that red light again floating outside of the cell, and he hoped it would be the last either of us ever saw. But to be honest with you, from time to time I do wake up and see that red light. It doesn't happen often. I don't know if Danny still sees it. I'm looking for his drawings now, seeing if I can post them here. That's really all I know. I haven't seen the greys since, and I really hope I never do. So I am going to send you the drawings that he did end up posting later on in the thread. I will post these drawings to the photo dump for this episode on Instagram. If you guys want to follow along, you can go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram to see what we're looking at. So the one with all of the bodies, like the first three, I'm like, and then the one that's all the way to the right, just no. No, thank you. Like, the other three, I'm like, okay, that's like an alien drawing. It's creepy. It's what my brain thinks of alien. But that one on the end, there's just something, like, really disturbing about it. And like I said, because this is 4chan, there's no way to know. Is this even the same OP continuing the story? Is this the same guy posting 
yeah. these drawings. I don't know. But I will say that having this podcast has been very interesting because we actually do have a few listeners who have written into us who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, different medical conditions that are very real that can cause you to experience hallucinations. But something I've learned from listening to our listeners who have written in about their experiences is that they say that they don't like when people dismiss stuff they're seeing and just say, well, you have this disorder we know about or this mental illness and I totally feel that because Mm -hmm. as someone with generalized anxiety disorder for a long time doctors didn't believe that I was sick and as most of our listeners know I have an autoimmune disease because it's very easy to blame everything when you have a mental health diagnosis it's very easy to discount stuff people are saying so while I think it's unhealthy to say well everything everyone's experiencing is real I also think it's unhealthy to say well nothing you're experiencing is real, right? Like, yeah. I think there's a, there's definitely like a middle line you have to toe. Yeah. There are moments where I have to check in with myself and say like, you know, I'm not dead. For example, when I was having like that year where I was really experiencing these terrible, yeah. um, you know, hallucinations, I guess, when I wake up in the middle of the night and be convinced I was dead. Of course, that's not real. Yeah. But that experience is real. Yeah. yeah. And by like, If I saw a fucking alien, if I saw a fucking red light outside of my window, Mm -hmm. I think the worst thing you could do is be like, that's not real. Because Mm -hmm. it just totally dismisses this like very real fear that you saw, whether it was in your head or not. Yeah, it's real to you. It's real to you. Yeah. Yeah. And while there may be an explanation for it outside of the one that you've come up with, it's still scary. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I also am just an alien believer anyway. So if someone comes up to me and is like, hey, this is what I experienced, my gut reaction is not going to be, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like my reaction is going to be, that's super interesting. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. And this is a believer podcast. So, yes. But does some of that description, whether it's a creepypasta, whether it's not, because you can't ever know with online forums. Yeah. Does that not sound a little bit similar to what this person saw outside their window? Like a, the description's different. It started off as a blinding white light, narrows into this red ball. But Mm -hmm. this guy says now outside of jail, he still sees outside his window every once in a while, this like red light observing him. The theory that's percolating in my head right now, it definitely lines up. Okay, wait, let me, okay, let me finish this theory. And then, and then I want, and then I want to hear your theory. Okay, because we're almost done. So... Um, At this point, like I said, this 4chan link got linked in the subreddit. That's how we came across it. And then um, another person linked to a YouTube channel called The Maverick Files. And The Maverick Files had a couple of videos where this guy narrates different scary stories from the X message board on 4chan that I'm not going to repeat because I actually think people should check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, it was cool. He did some good voice acting. But he did have a YouTube video titled Two Four Channers Disappear After Seeing the Red Lights, which is actually different from the story I read. So it okay. seems like this is actually a bit of a phenomenon. And in that story, he talks about two other sightings of glowing red balls of light that were posted to 4chan around 2018. Now, what I want to talk about is in the comment section of that YouTube video, a user going by the name Son of Tyre commented saying, quote, I saw a cigar-shaped UFO with my ex-wife when I was 19, and I did not sleep for days. I originally lived outside of the country in southern Virginia on the edge of a huge forest. Around five years ago, my brother and I saw a massive, 
disc-shaped UFO with red circular lights bordering it. It was hovering at an angle and slowly turning, but half obscured by the tree line. It was so surreal. I tend to believe people when they talk about their experiences. And then somebody posted a link to a video taken in 2021 of a UFO filmed in Belgrade, Serbia, that to this day still does not have a logical explanation. So I am going to send you that link and then I am going to post that to the photo dump for this episode. But Mimi, I would like you to watch it. I'll read um, what the OP wrote in the comments about this video. So OP writes, A vibrant orange UFO illuminated the night sky in Belgrade, Serbia in 2021. The UFO appeared to breathe with an otherworldly glow, giving it an eerie, lifelike quality, recorded while the UFO was in motion. What does the community think of this footage? It's seemingly very interesting, but I do not have the expertise to determine its authenticity. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's shifting. Yeah, it's like changing. And it's definitely not fixed. No. It's definitely... It's like darting around almost or shaking. It's very weird. Do you want to describe it to our audience? Yeah, so it's definitely uh, like... It looks like they're in an apartment building that's not like the ground floor and there's definitely some like foliage around and you see them like zoom in to what originally looks just like a like a red diamond but when the camera focuses it looks like almost like the face of the sun but with like a mouth yeah and it looks like the mouth is kind of like moving like open and it's closed. it's weird but then it seems to kind of like disappear and like move back but then move up and you know of course like it's like when you try to take a picture of the moon yeah it's like never as as amazing so i can only imagine what they were seeing in person person right but they're clearly distraught by this this is definitely not a normal occurrence and yeah it's like a some kind of orb thing and it does look similar to the description right yeah yeah so uh, something else that i thought was sort of endearing is so people were commenting that are serbian or eastern european and they were like you guys like i know americans aren't going to get this context but this is hilarious because the kid is cursing in english and he was like kids in um one of the people commenting was like oh this is so common for us that like in our home countries we'll curse in english around our parents because our parents don't know what we're saying and i guess with like video game culture and headsets like people pick up on like what the fuck or like yeah yeah 
So anyway, I thought that was kind of cute. cute. Yeah. (laughs) So there were a lot of people that commented on this. Okay. Um, Substantial Pressure 3 writes, I saw something that also seemed to breathe like this when I was a little kid. It didn't have such a distinct shape. It was more of a soft edged orb of light, a glowing light that would pulse and change color. And with every pulse, it seemed to get bigger and brighter. And between pulses, it dimmed and got smaller. And it wasn't just light that got brighter. The light also seemed solid somehow. It didn't put off a glare or rays of light. It just hung in the air for a couple of minutes, and it felt like it was observing things. Then it just shot off faster than anyone's eyes could follow. Broad daylight over a shopping mall. Multiple people saw this, but it was high up enough that it would have seen the whole area. Mm -hmm. Another person responded, Grumpy Canadian writes, I had the same experience when I was like 12 or 13. I was on my porch looking into a body of water and a red-orange orb that looked like a small sun lifted out of the water slowly. It didn't even break the surface of the water. It sat about 200 feet in the air for a bit, got brighter, and then descended back again, never breaking the surface of the water. It just shot up, shot down, disappeared. Felt like time slowed when I watched it. Couldn't move to call for a parent or anything, just sat dumbfounded. Skinny Guinea responded saying, This looks like what my dad told me he and his friends saw walking through a cornfield when he was a kid. He said it was glowing orange-red like the sun, and it opened from the inside out and disappeared. I was never sure if I believed him or not, but lately I'm thinking he was telling me the truth. Skinny Guinea responded saying, He said it looked like this, except it was perfectly round, not like this shape, which is more of a diamond. Still pretty awesome to get an idea of what he was describing. Tor277 writes, My mom told me she saw an orange light in the sky and described its movements in the exact same way. This is so scary, man. Custom Destination wrote, I have seen the exact same thing in the early to mid-90s. The description of it opening from the inside out and disappearing is very much on point. So, how does this relate back to ROP? Well, people began to ask. Maybe... That's what she had seen from her window. But by the time she woke up and saw it, it had already, quote, opened from the inside out to reveal the rings of light on the inside before disappearing. Hmm. And our final theory, theory number four. Some people thought it was a ghost orb. There are stories um, that you can find on Reddit where people were saying, hey, I woke up, there was a red orb. But something I noticed with those experiences is that the red orbs people described were often small. Like you wake up and you just see like sort of like this floating orb in the corner of your room that's really tiny, Um, maybe like smaller than a human head. Whereas this orb that she saw outside her window, she said it was like two meters in width. So I don't know, Mimi, do you have an alternate theory? I have one that kind of overlaps a little bit, but like, what if, and I'm going to get a little out there. Yeah, yeah, do it. I love it. Um, which is interesting because I'm usually more on the skeptic side of it. I know. I'm very, uh, let's take advantage of this. Okay. So I'm really, like, I really latched on to like the surgical light. So I'm wondering if perhaps like if these, um, otherworldly encounters. Can I say alien? Is alien still a cool word? Yeah, you can say alien. Yeah. So if aliens are coming here to study us for whatever reason, Mm. I don't know why they would because we're all a little bit fucked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But let's say they're coming here. Perhaps they're here, but on a separate plane. And 
I'm assuming that the technology that they have is far beyond anything that we have here. So what if they are experimenting on these people? Yeah. And perhaps they have some sort of anesthesia that they can use that gives us the experience of being exactly where we are while this is happening. Oh my gosh, I just got the chills. But then there's like kind of like a melding of the planes where this light, this technology from this light is kind of bleeding through. And perhaps, you know, the experiments that they're doing on I'm, I'm, I would assume they would understand what incarceration is right and the dehumanization of it so that they wouldn't have to be as careful with wiping stuff with you know making oh sure that there are, there is less of a trace because these people are incarcerated therefore treated as animals, subhuman basically. yeah yes so perhaps these are the same experiences and they are these like alien experimentations but for different people, there's different levels of care put into it. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. And perhaps that light is that is a surgical light, whether it's a light, whether it's a laser that is 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 doing whatever experiment it is. Maybe there's a camera on it as well. Um, that would be my thought. And that would that would provide a really um, clean through line between all of these different experiences that we've talked about today that may or may not be related but seem to describe a similar phenomenon but it would explain why there are different levels Mm -hmm. that people are talking about like in the instance with the guy in prison Mm -hmm. he he remembers seeing you know alien faces surrounding him he remembers a white light he remembers not being there for a while and then all of a sudden being back in his cell whereas this Um, 31-year-old woman who had posted about her experience with that drawing to Reddit says all she remembers is waking up, seeing it hovering there, and then she got up to close the window and it slowly faded away. Mm -hmm. And perhaps that's the anesthesia wearing off and like them moving away from whatever is happening. Oh my God. Who is to say? I love Mimi. I have never heard that theory like that type of theory about alien abductions before and I kind of love it because there are theories about like you asked me is it okay to say alien some people say well there's a difference there's extraterrestrial interdimensional um ultra terrestrial like there's all these different classifications and there is a theory that you know it has to do with parallel universes that overlap mm-hmm. um and that it's that would make it easier right to travel from a different world to ours because it would be in the same location uh-huh. just on like a different plane of existence um and that could also explain like you said why there are sometimes flashes of being in a different location mm-hmm. or why you perceive yourself to be in the same location just with different objects or things around you that like kind of perfectly would explain the different mystery levels. Mystery bruises. Yeah, mystery um, markings on the body. Um, what do you think of that video that I showed you from Serbia? Like, there, at least from what I can tell, doing the little bit of research I did after finding the video, I didn't see an explanation. Um, some people were saying, oh, it's a blimp. But a blimp that, like, changes shape? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Could be a trick of the lens, I guess, that's, like, making it look like it's changing shape. It's definitely, like, it definitely would freak me out if I saw that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I couldn't, it was freaky. Right. But I'm sorry, I don't have, like, a, a 
formed thought on it. No, it you just, don't have to. Yeah, it's definitely red. I don't. I don't know that it necessar- that I would necessarily think that it was the exact same thing that OP posted about, but it is definitely something that's like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah like what? What is yeah. the explanation for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, guys. Um, I would love for people to chime in in the comments for this photo dump. First of all, um, tell Mimi how much you love her. Leave your comments. Do you think all of these stories are related? Do you think they're separate phenomena? Are there some that you discount? Um, are there some that you think you go with the skeptic explanation, some that you believe? And most importantly, I would love people to put in the comments how this drawing from the original OP, the first person we talked about on this episode, how that drawing makes you feel. Because I really cannot describe to you how uncomfortable it made me, yeah. especially the first time I saw like there's something brewing in that drawing I don't know it's got bad vibes yeah yeah (sighs) I don't like it that was the story of the red lamp Mimi final thoughts I'm a little bit nervous to go to bed tonight yeah and I hope that um whoever if, if it is an experimentation thing that they realize that I have nothing to offer. Right. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing. interesting about There's me. There's nothing going on up here. Yeah. Just let me live my life and um, pick someone else, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mimi, would you like to do our sign-off for this yes. episode? Okay. So, BRB, gotta go to 4chan and read about more experiencers. Bye. Bye. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.